You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the All In Podcast, bringing you a new perspective on the dental industry. Uh, excited to have our guest here today, Dr. Sherry Paget. Say hello, Sherry. Hello, hello. Not only is she a, a dentist, a business owner, she's also my neighbor and a friend. That I am, although we don't see each other that much now. I have to schedule you on a podcast <laughs> literally to see you, and you're down the street We're from busy. me. We're busy. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm <laughs> busy. So, uh, no, thanks for joining us today, and I'm really looking forward to actually hearing your story because it's a really interesting one. Why don't you first tell us who you are, kind of your background, where you're from, and how did you get to today, actually? All right. Well, again, I am Dr. Sherry Padgett. I am a general family slash cosmetic dentist in Peachtree City, Georgia. I am originally from northern Kentucky. So if anybody's been through up to Cincinnati on I-75 and see a big old water tower, it says Florence, y'all. That is my hometown. I've actually seen it probably a hundred times. It's pretty cool, right? Yes, it, it has its own Facebook page. It's very famous. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, it's kind of crazy. I grew up. I always did really well in school. I was um, very young for my class. Uh, I went to kindergarten for a week, and then they jumped me ahead to first grade. So I started first grade at five, and so I graduated from high school very young. So I felt how, like old you, how old were you when you graduated? I was 16 my entire senior year, and then I turned 17 on May 31st. And was that weird? Oh, yeah. I couldn't drive a car until I was a senior in high school. Were you so popular? Or were like, I, I imagine you well, were. Well, you have to understand, you know, my husband now was my boyfriend in high school. So he was like oh, the wow. ultimate jock. I was dating. I didn't realize that you and Rob actually yeah. went to high school together. Well, we did, but then we, we I went to a separate high school from him. He stayed at the private school, at the Catholic school. Gotcha. But yeah, he was like the homecoming king and all that kind of stuff. I was a little bit nerdy, but... I played sports. I think that was my saving grace. So were you like valedictorian <laughs> at 16 too? I wasn't the valedictorian, but I was pretty close. So. Kind of slacking then. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> at 16, sorry. right? Yeah. Okay. So I ended up getting a full ride. And by the way, yeah. aren't most people in Kentucky who graduate from high school about 20 or 30 by that time? Ha ha. If they even... <laughs> You're well ahead of the curve. I know. But no, so I went to, I got a full ride for undergrad for academics and I finished college in three years and it was crazy I never applied to dental school. Do you know that story? You didn't apply to dental school, and never yet applied. you were a dentist. How did you get in? I actually went with one of my sorority sisters to University of Louisville. They were having a day for the med school and the dental school so that you could see, you know, just how they ran, if it was something to be interested in, and you could take a practice dental admissions test. So I did the dental school in my little sis and the sorority did the med school in, and they were at the very end. you just end. do it for fun or you actually want to be a dentist? No, I, I had looked into it. I had worked at a dental office in the summer. And the dean of admissions said, after I hand back your practice test, you can leave. We'd had a whole day of it, and everybody got their test back but me. And so I said, I didn't get my test back. And she said, that's because you got the highest score. She goes, when do you want to go to dental school? And I still had one more year of college left. And I said, I, I'm only a junior. And she You're said, pissing a lot of people off when they hear this. I know. <laughs> this is a crazy story. Because I remember this is like 25 years ago or 24. Yeah, it was 25 years ago. So um, I, they, they brought me back for interview the next week, and I got in. That's so, that's awesome. I know. So I still had to take the actual DAT. So where'd you go to dental school? University of Louisville okay. in Kentucky. And then I did what's called a GPR or a general practice residency mm-hmm. at the Cleveland Clinic. 
And what was the, you know, each residency kind of specialized in something? Well, GPRs are more, it's it's really teaching you how to work with medically compromised patients mm-hmm. and a little bit more surgery, a little bit more. We did a lot of aesthetics, though, because in the Cleveland Clinic, a lot of people don't realize it was crazy. Even though it was in a hospital, like we saw all of the Cleveland Browns. We saw the mayor of the city. So it was mm-hmm. kind of a really, and there was a couple prosthodontists and an oral surgeon. And so it was a really, really nice set up. Would you go back and do that residency again? I would, but those guys were hard on us. Oh, because I kind of came out, you know, I graduated in 99. So I've been out 20 years. So I was one of the last classes where it was still predominantly men. It was just starting to get to where it was half. And the very first, it was the first year they'd ever taken two female residents. And the the guy who was the program director was not happy with it. He said we were taking, he actually told us we were taking positions for perfectly good men because we were going to get pregnant and have babies and leave the profession. <laughs> I don't think he could no say joke. that now today. No probably. way. No way. Um, I won't say his name, but yeah, he didn't. He was not thrilled. Wow, that's. <laughs> he was a little old school. <laughs> so how did you get to the point, all right, you, you finished dental school. Yep. Um, what was the next step? You did your residency. What was the step up? Did there? my residency. And then I did stay and work in private practice for a little bit up in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Loved the people. I hated the weather. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair. Awful. I don't think they like it up there. No. Either. So, and I actually, I'm remarried. My, um, I married a dentist the first time around. So I was married. Mistake up, number one. Mistake number one. <laughs> <laughs> but I was married almost five years. So my ex-husband's an oral maxillofacial surgeon. Mistake number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So after I went through my divorce, it was kind of one of those things. I was supposed to go to Boston. And after I went through my divorce, I was like, well, I don't know where I want to go. So I knew that in Atlanta, they had this Henman dental meeting. So I left about, you know, I think I left 12 inches of snow and flew down to Atlanta and went to the Henman. And it was crazy. I didn't even have my dental license. What year was this? This would have been in 2003. And so 2003, I flew down, um, no dental license. I went ahead and got an apartment. At, while I was at the Hinman, I just was looking around, found a cheap apartment, called my parents and said, I'm moving to Atlanta. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they were trying to get me to come back to Kentucky. So it was. Hey, there's a lot of people who need to there. I know. So Same I went else. ahead. I had to go back to Louisville and take a dental exam. I mean, I'd been a dentist practicing for a couple of years, by like five years at that point. So went back, took a dental exam, passed it, and the rest is history. I moved to Atlanta. So you moved to Atlanta. Where in Atlanta? When I first moved to Atlanta, I lived in Smyrna in this little apartment Mm -hmm. because it was cheap. (laughs) That's what I was looking for. Smyrna wasn't as cool back then either. No. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a little apartment in Smyrna, and that's when um, I had come home for – it was kind of crazy. I came home – I can't remember. Oh, my high school reunion, my 10-year high school reunion, and that's where I bumped into Rob, who's now my husband. I bumped into him in a a parking lot. He's like, I heard you're a dentist. You live up in Cleveland. You're married. I'm like, I am a dentist. I'm divorced. I'm moving down to Atlanta. I think it was right before I moved. And he's like, I live there. Here's my number and whatever else. Wow. I know. That's awesome. I know. It's pretty cool. You guys don't know Rob. I know Rob really well. Yeah. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. Like the sweetest guy ever. He's quiet. He's quiet, but he's like... If you give him a couple beers, he's not. Well, that's what I try to do. (laughs) Actually, some of the golf course hit balls the other day. He refuses to play with me. I think he's he's too good for me, actually. Oh, my God. Give him Captain Morgan, and he'll be really... Done. (laughs) Take some notes, right? Um, Okay, so how did you end Peachtree City? When Rob and I had had our first child, who she's getting ready to turn 11 on Sunday. So I think she was about... She was maybe 15 months old, 18 months old. 
we just, we lived in Midtown and we both were kind of like, all right, we're from Northern Kentucky. Do we want to go back to Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati? Um, I just had been to that. I was at that point where I'm like, I've been practicing for 10, 11 years. We got a kid now. I need to find some place and actually buy a practice. And Rob used to work for Delta Airlines. And so he had been to Peachtree City. He really hated the traffic on the north side. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a lot of dental offices for sale in Alpharetta and Cumming and all these other places. And he was like, I want to be closer to the airport. And by the way, guys, that's on the north sorry, side so of Atlanta, sorry. Georgia. Sorry, yeah. no, that's all right. But so it was one of those things where he's like, I'd rather be closer to the airport. He's like, there's this cool town on the south side called Peachtree City. Come check it out with me. And it was weird. We drove down. He had some friends. And there hadn't been a dental office for sale here in ages. No, nobody, nobody really leaves. It's no. A great, it's a great it, place for dentistry, for yes, sure. Yes. But it was crazy. My Georgia and, Dental Association. Sorry, yeah. For those who don't know, Peachtree City is this little bubble community just south of the airport in Atlanta. Golf carts. Uh, so Sherry and I, yeah. Literally everybody has a golf cart here and we all drive around. It's really, it's kind of cool. It's kind of weird. It is. Um, it's, yeah, your kids can't wait to start yeah. driving a golf cart, right? Because so. But so, yeah, long story short, my Georgia Dental Association magazine came like mm -hmm. the month later and there was a practice for sale in Peachtree City. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It was and what this, practice took, is it? It was, well, I'm Flat Creek Family Dentistry is the name of it now. Mm -hmm. um, it was originally Brooks and Kegler Family Dentistry. So. How was that buying a practice, by the way? Scary. Yeah, because we have a lot of younger dentists as well. Yeah. Like, what was the scariest part of that? The money, like just thinking, oh my gosh. But but that's why I I knew I didn't really want to do a startup because I'd never owned a dental office. I'd worked in plenty of them, so I kind of knew the ins and outs. And I the office that I bought is so similar to the office that I worked at in Cleveland, Ohio. I've always said if I could just take and move that office down here, it was my dream office. But it just kind of looked like it. It was the size of it. They ran it the same. And I was like, this is it. It's How many chairs does it have? We have eight chairs that are working chairs we actually have room that we could build out and do two more so gotcha. it's made that it was made to be 10 chairs it's gotcha. huge. how many dentists do you guys have now right now i have myself um i just hired another full-time dentist but she's she'll be joining us full-time um in october okay after she gets married and um it will be dr burke She's awesome. And then I still have Dr. Kegler. He's one of the original owners, nice. and he still works for me. And he was planning on retiring December 31st, and we just worked it out that he's going to stay another You're year. Just forcing him to stay yeah. longer. I do. I just, yeah, I make Slave him stay. Slave driver. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> so, um, I, I take that as a compliment that he wants to stay. So yeah. I know this, that you're a it's stage three breast cancer I survivor, yeah. right? How yeah. long into owning your practice did you get that diagnosis? I bought my practice in June of 2010. And I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer August 15th of 2014. So, what, three and a half years later? Yeah, it was like, well, four, yeah, four, four years. Four years later, exactly. Four years. I went yeah. to Georgia, so math is, is different. Four. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, that's a big deal. It was a very big deal. I mean, you got deal. two young girls. How old were the girls at the time? They One had just turned three in June, and one turned six the same so week I was diagnosed. Three and six. Yeah. I mean, I know it's kind of a, a tough story. Like kind Can of you where you are through? now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got I've got two little boys. They're just as crazy as yours. That <laughs> wild men. But um, can you take us through that? And I know that's a tough thing, but it's it's you know it's becoming more commonplace, and it's it'll yeah. be good to hear your story. Actually. It was kind of crazy, and um, you know it's it's so funny because I actually found my I had gone to the doctor for a while beforehand, but I found my lump on my 39th birthday, and it was the day we moved into our house. So it was May 31st of 2014. It was one of those things where this sounds ridiculous, but 
I didn't want to miss work. So I was like, you know, trying to coordinate that I could go to the doctor and, you know, not miss work and whatever. So it was probably three weeks before I ever even got it checked out. And I'm thinking, not a big deal. I had already talked to the doctor before and they were like, oh, you have cysts. You need to stop drinking so much caffeine. I was tired. We had just bought a house. You know, I had a three-year-old and a six-year-old. So it was one of those situations that I, I honestly was not expecting them to tell me you have uh, cancer. Of course. Especially right. not stage three. So it was it was a shock. You know, I had a kid that was starting first grade. and um, But they were, it's funny because your kids, young kids especially, man, they roll with it. I mean, they knew that. They was, don't know any better. No, right? right. And I was getting ready to start chemo. They loved shaving my head. I mean, there's a video on YouTube of them shaving my head. That yeah. was their favorite part. Once my hair started growing back, they wanted to shave it again. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it really, I, I don't know. I think I was... It was one of those things where I just was very matter of fact, you know, I'm losing my hair because of the medicine. Um, but I mean, I was out of work for a year and a half. It was crazy. I didn't want to, here yeah. I didn't want to miss like, it, a couple days of work. It's interesting. I remember yeah. seeing you, him in that year yeah. before. So I guess yeah. that was 2014 as well. We saw yeah. each other, him and yeah. uh, went to dinner, I think. And then seeing you at the mall yeah. randomly, like yeah. right after you had shaved your head, right? Yeah. You were still oh, smiling. Right. Yeah, that's right? right. It, I think I was with my girlfriends where we, yeah, per, you were. we were purse shopping. Because I looked over there. I heard your voice, and I looked over, and I'm looking <laughs> for you. I, was, I wasn't expecting to see you with, you know, with you had the bandana, your yeah. scarf on your head. Yeah. But it was still you, right? Yeah. Like, so for the, you guys don't know Sherry, but she's one of the always smiling, always positive, Aww. always happy. How the hell did you do that, right? Because that's like know. a that's a kick to the stomach, <laughs> Drugs. right? No, Drugs. No, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I will take whatever you're taking, right? <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But I don't know. I just, like I said, I had two young girls. So it was one of those things where you have to. You said you stopped working. Did you shut down like emotionally no, or? I, no, you saw me shopping at Macy's. No, I'm just. Yeah, but, but I think it's, it's almost like you went the other way with it. Well, I think part of it, because, you know, I did go through chemo. I mean, I had to do chemo first because it was so, I had it in both breasts. I had it in 14 lymph nodes. So this was like out of control. Yeah. And so they were like, we have to halt what's happening. So I did chemo first. Um, I did that for four and a half months. And then I had a double mastectomy. And then when they did the double mastectomy, I still had active cancer in my right breast. I still had it in four lymph nodes. And so at that point, you know, they had told me, okay, we're going to do radiation. I didn't know if I was going to have to do chemo again. And But during all of this, that's during radiation, I realized there was something going on with my shoulder. And that's, I don't, so I had two shoulder surgeries. But I think when they did my double mastectomy and trying, because I had a lymph node dissection, they took out 22 lymph nodes on my right Jesus. underarm. So um, when they did that, I... I think I had a maybe a minor tear in my shoulder, but it ended up being a very major tear in my um, which is cup. not good for a dentist. By a right-handed dentist, yeah, yeah. It was on my right side. How many so. surgeries have you had? I've had ten. In ha what period of time? In four and a half years. Yeah, I, I know because every time I feel like how oh, you're like, well, I got to go get this check. I got to go to surgery or yeah, something like that. There I'm actually getting ready to have one more on shoulder or neck. Or? Neck, neck. So I had, I did have a little scare um, a couple weeks ago. So I had a area light up on a nuclear bone scan. So everything my, okay? It is, but they scared the you know what out of me because I had to go see a. Um, they ended up sending me at first. They said, "Oh, it's, we think it's arthritis," and then so they put me on all these steroids and anti-inflammatories, and it, I'm like, "It's getting worse. <laughs> I'm having this pain." And uh, they sent me to a neurosurgical oncologist, which that's they do yeah, brain just tumors, the oncology and spines, part and, yeah. freaks you out. So I just had another MRI and a CT scan a week ago, Thursday, and they went and saw him, and they don't think it's cancer. 
But um, <laughs> this is a crazy thing. He told me, he goes, I don't think it's cancer, but I think you broke your neck at some point in your life. Oh, good. Um, I know. I had a car wreck the day after I graduated from high school and I had a skull fracture. But So they were so focused on that. I they don't think that. they realized. And so he said it truly had fused. Um, I think C4 and C5 are kind of fused together. So he's going to go in, take out the excess bone. Happy Thanksgiving to me. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Just one more surgery. No big deal, But right? I know. I work. I you have really good health insurance, right? I hope. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't, probably don't like me too much. Yeah, probably not. That's okay, though. So, but it'll be okay. I'm only taking like two and a half weeks off, so I'll be fine. So It'll be good. When I say I see you you know, at the mall and you're smiling. Yeah. Was that a front or were you like that no, at I, home as well? They used to call me Dr. Sunshine at the Cleveland Clinic. Yeah. That was my nickname. It might have been also. because It's I one thing to be positive. It's another thing blood. to go through yeah. that, you know. I don't I just have, I, I don't know. I, I am always the glass half full kind of person. Do you think that actually helped you Absolutely. through the whole thing? Absolutely. Like from a, from a clinical perspective as yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because dentistry is hard. Ah. It's not always... It's not always fun and games, and, you know, they tell you in dental school yeah. that – I remember the first day of dental school, they were like, look to your left, look to your right. One of you is going to be divorced. And then they said if, you know – I mean, I think that's just the stats in America right. anyways, though. <laughs> and then they say, you know, if the statistics hold true, I think there was like 83 of us in the classroom. They said one person would probably commit suicide. It was awful. Yeah, we haven't had that. Well, there was a guy in the class ahead of me and a guy in the class behind me, though. So That's things. And that's – it's like you sit and look at that and you think – Man, especially after having had cancer, it's like I was, stop taking you guys yeah. yourself so seriously. It is not that bad. It is not. That, but I think a so. Lot is of that a positive thing that like your perspective? Did your perspective change on hell shit? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Like okay, before in what way specifically? I want. I hear. can give you a great example. Um, before I had cancer, you know, I always was like, I don't want my kids to miss school and this and that. My dad just recently called me and said, Hey, I got my hands on a four bedroom villa in Kauai. <laughs> can you let's he, do it? Yeah, and right? he said you don't have to pay for a place to stay. But you got to take the kids out of school and just get them to. So yeah, we're going on September first. Awesome. I'm going to Kauai with my kids. I'm just kind of change perspective. Really, yeah. what's important? I could care not. less. I mean, I'm like, I've, I'll tell the teachers we can get whatever, but life's too short. Yeah, absolutely. Life's too short. Um, I didn't get the invite on that I'm sorry. one. That's okay. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Was there ever a point you actually had like a, a breakdown, like a mental breakdown, or just well, lost it? Every round of chemo, Rob, will t my husband Rob will tell you that it was weird. I would get to this day where I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. Like you just feel like crap and you just, you're, you're tired of feeling sick. And it was weird. It was always the next day I'd feel better. But I'd get like a good cry and just ugh, get it out of your system. And it was never the same day. You know, I'd, it might be nine days after chemo. It might be whatever, but it was weird. So. Was it the most, like that diagnosis, was that the most scared you've ever been? Probably, yeah. I'd um, say. Scared for you or scared, just scared? Just scared because, you you know, you don't want to leave your family behind. And yeah. <laughs> I had two young girls. So. Yeah. And my husband was kind of like, I don't know how to do ponytails. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So do you have any advice? Because, like, everybody's going through something, right? And and cancer is so prevalent in our society today. It used to be, like, you might know somebody who knows somebody. And now it's like now you, you know somebody. You, there's 50% chance, like, yeah. you're going to get cancer, right? Like, any advice to somebody who's getting like getting checked or like what would you throw that out to anybody really not just dentists out there i say you know get one stay off of dr google i mean i hate to mm -hmm. use that but my god you can find any point of view wrong or right on the internet so as <laughs> i you know it's just one of those things where 
get all the information. I'm very much, okay, give me the details. As soon as I knew I had cancer, mm -hmm. it was almost a relief because I'm like, all right, let's now go to what work. Are we do let's to do it. it. Yeah. Because I think the waiting for the diagnosis was the hardest part. And then, but that's me. Once I know what we're doing, I, I'm a fixer. I'm like, then let's do it. Let's get it over with. All right, what do we have to do? But that's just, but that's how I think. I have, I have several other friends that are going through cancer right now that they're having a really, really hard time with it. And they, they're like, how did you do that? And I don't know. Do you, just do you spend some time like trying to help people through that stuff? I do. It's kind of funny. I've kind of become this net. I'm the connector for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like they'll say, you did so well when you went through cancer. So I'm going to connect you with this person. And I, I really, for a long time, I was sending, you know, every person I knew that had breast cancer or something, I would send them a gift box or what, these are the things that helped me and different things like that. And so, um, the only bad thing about being a connector is, you know, I had three friends die of breast cancer in May. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That's, that's the hard part about all this too. You were, you, you took that year and a half off, right? And so, Sorry, and thanks for sharing. Honestly, Sherry, thank you for sharing this because this is a really hard topic that, that I don't think gets discussed enough. And so, and there's so many, like I got so many friends who, this wasn't a direct friend, but a friend of a friend who just committed suicide or they're going through right. something really tough. And I really appreciate you sharing this because it's a good outlet for people or people to understand like. Sorry, I didn't mean to have an emotional breakdown. <laughs> I pulled it out of you. I know. I don't know if that's good you're or like, bad. You're like, my, and you're my like wife, Oprah. My wife just walked in the room. They're really good friends. So, oh, crap. I'm like, he's like Oprah. I'm in Winston trouble now. No, uh, Chi it's fine. Everybody, this is it my was, wife, Chi Chi. Let's see what mic yeah. you're on. We're it was, it was just too. a rough, like May's my birthday month. And I was like, man, this was like the worst birthday month ever. You had it a little rough, huh? Everybody, this is my wife, Chi Chi. She's a PA. Hi, Chi Chi. Let me ask you guys, too, are there, on the cancer subject. Yeah. Do you guys think there's a, you know, there's the... We'll talk about the don't yeah. Google, yeah. you know, Dr. Google. <laughs> terrible idea, but yeah. I got two doctors. Uh, I got a PA and I got a doctor yeah. Yeah. and, a, and a, a cancer survivor. Now, Chi-Chi, we lost your dad a few years ago to lung cancer. Yeah. He had stage four. I'm just curious. Do you guys think it's it's something we're eating, something in the environment? What do you think? Is it is our diet? It's like, and I know nobody really knows, but what do you guys think? I think anecdotally, I think it's a mix of all of it. I mean, I don't think it's just one thing. You know, I tell breast cancer, or even you know, well, breast cancer. I think you know we're the generation we all took you know birth control pills forever and ever and ever, and we all you know my God, I can remember back in the day like oh microwaving in plastic because it was never told you know. 20 exactly. years ago that it was bad. Um, now we know that you pla the plastics can raise your estrogen levels, and that's what fed my breast cancer was estrogen and progesterone. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of, like, plastic. Something to the yeah. sugar as well. I know, Cheech, you've done some research on this as well. What yeah. was that research? Because so, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so I, I definitely agree. I think it's definitely multifactorial. I right. think everything from what we're eating, what we're exposing our bodies to, the environments that we live in. But yeah, so sugar, obviously, we know um, in the medical field and yeah. you being a cancer survivor, you know that when someone goes in for a scan, what yeah. do we inject in them? We inject sugar. Right, radioactive sugar. Radioactive <laughs> sugar that highlights and glows because tumors love sugar, cancer right. loves sugar. They metabolize it very quickly. Exactly, and that's what it lives off of. And so when you start but, kind but of But it's delicious. So. <laughs> when you start putting that together along with, you know, what our diet looks like in the U.S. and, right. you know, why 
their rates of cancer are, you know, skyrocketing, um, you can't help but start to wonder, you know, if that is having a major impact, along oh. with everything else. Oh, I think so. I mean, my my oncologist has suggested, you know, that I do try, like, ketogenic diet because some of the latest studies coming out, at, I think it was, like, MD Anderson. And, I and, don't, and what is, for d- dummies like me, what is ketogenic? Ket- <laughs> very, very ultra-low carb. So you're doing a high-fat, moderate protein. Torture. And Got very low-carb. Okay. Carbohydrate. Actually, it's not bad. Like it's I, low sugar, yeah. Yeah, it's very low sugar. But, you know, like I said, don't quote me on which hospital it is, but some of these studies are showing that the recurrence rate is dropping by like 50% on doing ketogenic diet. Wow. That's huge, yeah, especially that's for somebody crazy. like me when I was stage three. So it is kind of terrifying. That's, that is my worst fear. Is it coming back? Yeah, some of the some of the uh, research that I've been doing specifically on ketogenic and more importantly fasting because right. fasting just pushes your body into a ketogenic. She's starving ketogenic me, everyone. Diet. Just so you know. <laughs> so keto, you know, ketogenic diets. The idea is, is that it forces your body instead of burning sugar, right. you know, f- for energy, it forces your body to start breaking down your own fat because right. you limit the sugar. So therefore, it has to look for more fuel and energy, and so it starts breaking down your own fat. But in addition to that, though, is what they're finding is that after prolonged periods of that that kind of state, and especially specifically what I've been looking into as a fasting state, is that your body actually starts going to these recovery properties. And that is a huge part where, you know, cells are starting to then regenerate. They're looking out for abnormal cells, damaged cells, and then they start breaking them down and building brand new cells. Right. And that is some of the research that is coming out that might be pointing to why it is that you might have a much less risk of cancer or reduced risk of cancer if you're able to put your body into these modes. Just that idea that there's actually right. something that we could do nutritionally that can actually help prevent cancer is amazing. Would you be open to if somebody is going through this, like, in the dental field, could they, like, email you or something Absolutely. like that? Where would they do that? Um, if they were emailing me just to my personal, it's easy. It's just sherrypaget at hotmail.com. So. Hotmail. 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 <laughs> Wait, he always I, makes fun of I me. I know I'm not supposed to ask. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 44. Really? <laughs> yeah. Girl, you look good. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Speaking of that, don't you have, like, a side hustle? I do. Well, it's funny. That's why she looks so good. Oh, What yes. is it? No, I do Rodan and Fields. It's funny. Rodan and Fields. Yeah, so I'm a guy. I have no idea what that those is. Those are two dermatologists from Stanford that they got together, and they, they're they very well known for their anti-acne regimen that you're not really supposed to associate now with them because they don't own it. <laughs> oh, got it. But it it's the pro. <laughs> so, but, yeah. they, they oh, okay. Yeah, so they, they started a big acne company that was later bought out. uh, It worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I mean, it was like billion dollar. Yeah, yeah. And so then they decided we're going to make our own namesake company. But I don't know. I So what what product products they have now? Like, is it just anti-aging? Anti-aging. They have some, one called Reverse that's for uh, sun damage. They have one for sensitive skin called Soothe. And they do have an acne line for We're going to make this a little more fun. I'm a salesman. I'm a pretty easy sell. You got your side hustle going on. I've been told uh, I've been aging rapidly, <laughs> right? I got wrinkles on my forehead. Uh, mutual friends kids. have told me this. Yeah, ever since my kids are born, I've aged at a dramatic speed. Well, that does that to everybody. Speed. So, I mean, what would you say, what would be good for me to well, is your stop skin aging oily separately? or is it combination or what type of skin you tell do you me, have? I, oily you, right now. Do you get breakouts? Obviously. 
So you probably, if you're still getting breakouts, then you would probably want to do unblemish. Now, they do have this awesome thing that has nothing to do with my side hustle called Botox, too, that helps prevent the movement of the, if you've already got it, wrinkles, if you stop the muscle from moving and making the wrinkles, it does help. Anything with it, my bags under my eyes, other than get more sleep? Some eye cream. Verdana <laughs> <laughs> feels they got some eye cream for that, too. They do. They have two different ones. How much, so. Like, sell me the stuff. You're, you're doing yourself. a terrible job right oh, now. Come on now. I'm an easy well, sell. No, it's, yes, I know. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be don't, nice. No, no, don't be nice Hey, here. no, I find for me, though, it's like I'm losing that. You lose the fat pads under your eyes as you get yeah. older. So that's what sucks. So, I mean, that's the good thing is most eye creams, they do. They kind of help to depuff. They kind of help to reflect the light a yeah. little bit better and stuff. But it's getting to the point. We're you all going to have to make a truly, deal. Truly, you really yeah. do. Yeah. Your yeah. skin looks great. You look Aww, way younger yeah, than you are. Really if somebody does want to ask you about Rodan and yeah, Fields, about yeah. buying some of that stuff. Like, yeah. where, where would they go? Is that Facebook? Is that, do you have a paid website? They do. They can go to, um, oh, my God, I knew you were going to ask me that. But I was going to say, you can just uh, email me still at sherrypaget.com. Sherrypaget.com. She'll send it the link. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the oldest email in existence. Yeah. And then you'll send the link. It's not AOL.com, at least, yeah. right? Yeah, so. AOL. All right, so you, you, you said you took a year and a half off work. I did. How did the pri- – I mean, you had other dentists there, correct? Is that I how did. the practice survived? I was blessed. I was ble- – it really worked out that as soon – it was getting to the point that people were starting to hear that I had cancer. And I was telling people – and I'm very open. I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. I tell everyone. It's not like I was hiding it. And um, my husband got to the – By the way, uh, like, uh, yeah. you don't know this, but, like, there's a, a periphery around you that's acquaintances and friends. And, yeah. like, we pass and there's a shared, you know, a t-shirt. Oh, thank God. Everybody. Like, really? Yeah, you have no Everybody. idea. It's wow. kind of crazy. Shared. It's yeah. a lot. Right? Well, it's cool. Yeah. But it was one of those things where I finally decided I'm going to put a post out on Facebook. And it was the craziest thing when I did it. So I think it was August. It was truly when I got my true diagnosis that night. So I threw out kind of a couple paragraphs on Facebook. And no joke, within like five minutes, I must have had like 500 messages. Like it was the craziest thing. And my husband was like, see, you would have been on the phone this entire time. Because people were calling and texting and whatever. But one of them was from a guy I went to dental school with. He graduated the year after me, Jeremy Smith. And he goes, I want to help you out. What do I have to do? Do you need help in your office? And he lived up in Atlanta. And so he stayed and worked at least, I mean, he stayed almost a whole year and a half and worked and and helped me out and stuff. And But his wife was a PA, but she was working way up on the north side of Atlanta. So they were literally driving in opposite directions. So he helped out a lot. And it was amazing. Like people just, I had dentists that were next town over. Hey, I'll fill in. I'll do hygiene checks for you. I'll do whatever we have to do. And how's everything going now? The practice booming. I know when I stopped by, it's, it's, well, I like felt, a line to see you. And I, <laughs> I felt bad. <laughs> good. Well, when you stopped by the other day, I was like, oh, Her daughter, God. her youngest daughter giving me grief about uh, Zelda. Well, it's <laughs> hilarious. <talking> shit. <laughs> I've, owned, I've awesome. owned this practice nine years. My kids have never come to work with me. And it was the first day no I did way. not have anybody to watch my kids. And so they were at the office. So it was crazy. That's I was awesome. trying to keep them under control. You know, me I mean, it was control. you under control. I mean, it was, I had a line of people out the door, like, you know, hygiene checks. And I was just like, like, Shane, get the. Yeah, that's what I was like, I will call you. I promise. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. So. So we're gonna we're gonna do a little game that I just made up right now. Oh, Jesus. Right? <laughs> All right. Sounds like called fun. the love hate game. Right. Got it. All right. So what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm just gonna ask you questions. Okay. Um, uh, what do you love about being a dentist? What do I love about being a dentist? And no thinking about it, just whatever comes to mind. I do love that look on somebody's face when they're like, oh, I thought, you know, I've always hated going to the dentist and this was actually really fun. 
I don't know. I'm a goofball. Awesome. If I'm working on you, <laughs> I am a goofball. I joke. I sing. Right now, I'm on an. I show you, Chi-Chi's dentist. Yes, yes. you are yes. a joy to be around. Oh, That's why it's fun you. to be around you because oh. you do. You exude that positive energy, and it's good thank to be you. you know around that, especially in a dentist office. Yeah. It is fun. Yeah. We didn't know how to split it up, by the way. So we've got two neighbors uh, that are dentists, right? (gasps) Chuck Barber. So we split. So I I went to Chuck (laughs) and Chi-Chi went to Sherry. Sherry. It's called even, right? That's how we did that. So we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You're so funny. Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, right now I'm on an 80s song kick. So if you say any phrase, that's going to be an 80s. My one dental assistant and I, I mean, Jill and I just belted out. That's awesome. awesome. All right. What do you hate about being a dentist? Don't tell my hygienist this, but having to do hygiene checks. <laughs> no, because you get and why? Why? Because it isn't scheduled, and patients don't realize that. You know, I think when patients come, I've got three hygienists right now. Yeah, you now, just got to pop in there. And I'm the only dentist. Yeah. So right now, in addition to the patients I've got on my schedule, I'm pretty much doing about 27 other checks on wow. top of that. Yeah. So it's just it, it is what it is, and I love seeing the patients, but I want to spend more time with them. That's the problem. And so, you're limited. I am. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm talkative. Um, no, not you. Uh, what do you love about being a business owner? I love the independence. I love that I can go to Kauai, you know. That's <laughs> awesome. What do you hate about being a business owner? Sometimes just not being able to make everybody happy. That's the hard part. Almost every time, right? Like somebody. Yeah, there's always going to be somebody that's going to be a little bit like, well, why aren't we doing this? So, What's your favorite procedure to do? I love doing crowns. I really like doing aesthetic stuff, like in the front. So like front veneers or crowns and stuff like that. Because, I mean, it can just change the look of some. I mean, that person, when you do it, they come back the next time and they've got a new hairstyle, they've got new makeup, and you can tell their confidence. is just, it, it's amazing to see the change. That's What's awesome. the one procedure you hate doing? Whether you suck at it or you just don't it's like funny. it. It's funny. I'm actually good at them. Everybody says I'm good at it, but dentures. Dentures are tough. Dentures yeah. are really, really tough. Really, so, dentures you gotta be gotta be all in or you gotta be all out. in. Yeah. So it's I everybody that when I make them, people always say I do a good job with it. But I'm now leaning more towards trying to get people to you know lower dentures. I'm like you do not want a lower denture. At least pop <laughs> yeah. in two to four you know or four implants. I'm always trying to get them to get yeah. four implants. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be so much happier. We're going to be having this yeah, there's, conversation there's again. People <laughs> who are happy with an upper denture if they've had a long, but nobody yeah. likes a lower denture. No. They just suck. Yeah. All right. What's the college basketball team you love the most? University of Kentucky, even though I went no. to University of Louisville. Be nice. That's, I know. I went to you Louisville. Hear that Cardinals fans? Well, I like – it's funny. I, I'm a Kentucky fan in general of all Kentucky, but my mom went to UK. My dad went to UK, even though they dropped out. Sorry. My brother graduated <laughs> from UK. I grew up, you know, bleeding blue. That's what you mm-hmm. did. So my husband's a huge UK fan. I see a lot of UK. What is the <laughs> college basketball team you hate the most? Oh, I don't know. You're not a hater of anybody? I'm not really a hater. Like, I went to Georgia. Sherry's a lover. Now. I, I hate a lover, not a hater. I hate Florida. Well, I was going to <laughs> say to, Florida. Sorry, I was going to say Florida would probably be my, yeah. yeah. The dental school is fine. Anything. The rest of it, There's something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I am That's more of a lover. That's weird. That's weird. All right. What college football team do you love the most? Bulldogs, right? It has to be Bulldogs. Go dogs. Well, I didn't grow up. Like really into football. I was. That's, I grew up in Georgia. Like I know. So I'll a go Georgia with your Tech team. fan, and then I, I went on a GG turn your headset off. Yeah. I went to a college visit, and there were so many high girls there. I was like, "This is the place for me." <laughs> <laughs> this is long before we met. That's funny. So you, uh, so you hate Florida football, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, UK <laughs> beat them this year. 
Holy crap! So that was the craziest so thing. Great. I had a neighbor that went to Florida that was watching the I'm game at our so house, many people off and right we now, were all no, we were like, "Don't talk to him." I mean, he looked like he was going to burn my house down. It was oh, no God. joke. That's it was awesome. crazy. What is the one thing that salespeople do that you love? That I love. I love when they do want to come in and hang out with my staff and actually get to know my staff. That's I do awesome. love that. I know some people are weird about that. They've got like mm-hmm. the guards at the front desk. I'm all you've always known that. I've always like, come on in, let's talk, whatever. But I like when you actually want to get to my, know my staff too. I don't know. That's if awesome. Just, yeah. uh, what's the one thing that certain salespeople that it could be something I do by the way. Uh huh. I was gonna say. <laughs> hate, hate, hate. Uh, this is good for the salespeople, by the way, especially. This is helpful. I don't know. One is, well, you have to grow up. I grew up around sales. My dad's been in direct sales for almost 50 years with the same company. So wow. I don't know. I Just the ones that come off, and I hate to use this term because I do. I, I buy used cars, but that ones that just you know that they're just. Have I got a deal for you? Yes. Yeah, and I'm like, be too. real, be yourself. And that's where, I mean, I grew up around sales. That's. Yeah. Good I life. swear I would hey. never marry a salesman. Oh, it happened to me. I'm what really, I really am good, guys. <laughs> really I'm a really good salesman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you love about the dental industry? Not your, not dentistry, but yeah, the right, right. industry. The industry itself. Well, I think I love how technological it has become, even though yeah. I'm not a techie. It's so bad. My husband makes fun of me because, you know, he's a website designer and he's <laughs> like, oh my God, woman, that's why I still have a Hotmail. But um, You do have technology in the office. I yes, do. Sarah, I do. I just, like I, it's amazing. I mean, just in the time, I've been a dentist 20 years, so. There's some more cool stuff. My there. God, it's crazy how much it's changed, but it's expensive. That's that's the hard part as, a, as an owner. Spoken like a true dentist. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> So. No, it is, and I think I think what you're going to find is technology and, and dentistry, especially when it comes to capital equipment, right. is going to drop dramatically in the next five, ten years, like big time I competition. Hope so. So, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Right. What's What's the one thing you hate about the dental industry? Oh, I don't can know. be insurance too. Part of, part of it's insurance. I would say yeah. insurance. Insurance is it. because And people don't understand it because they expect dental insurance to be like medical insurance. Which medical insurance is turning into what dental insurance is. A lot yeah, of it's just, it sucks. It sucks all around, yeah. you know. And insurance, I've noticed, again, I've done this long enough that insurance is paying less and less. You know, their, their percentages yep. are going down. And I'm like, my God, this is ridiculous. The, the cost of equipment, the cost of materials has gone up, but they're paying less. And people are getting upset about it because they want... And that's where, I mean, I was always fee for service. I'll be honest. I've actually added a couple. I'm actually in network with a couple insurance companies. Why'd you do that? Because I've gone through cancer. And I know how expensive yeah. stuff yeah. is. And I, I know for my, you know. I believe I, everybody's going to have their own internal plans eventually. Yeah. I really think that's what's going to have to happen. I know in my practice, if you're a young family and you've got five kids and you're trying to go out of network and your insurance is only paying 80% of it, so you're still having to pay $300 for a cleaning or 400 It gets, you know, oh, yeah. for parent yeah. for it's that's expensive. So, yeah, I I'm, I'm I'm probably making less money than I did years ago, but I feel like that's doing what's right. Thing. It's of, doing what's yeah. right. Yeah. So, all right. So, I was like doing this with uh talking about education. Anything you got coming up? Any CE or, or cool courses you got coming no, up? No, just going to my 20 year high school or 20 year dental school reunion. I said oh, high wow. school. God, 20 I'm coming, yeah. I'm coming up on 30 year high school. <laughs> but yeah, 20 year dental school reunion. It's at the Kentucky Dental Association meeting. So, I'm flying when is that? up. The 16th through the 18th up in nice. Louisville, Kentucky. So nice. I haven't been up there in ages, so I'm excited about that. 
Well, awesome. Well, yeah. really appreciate your time today. Any you made closing me cry. comments? You made yeah. me cry. I feel kind of bad about no, that, but I feel kind of good okay. about it. Too. I know. It's like you, that was like an Oprah moment. You pulled yeah. it out of me. Yeah. No, Oprah. no, it's, this is, it's just good. I, if people are out there and you're, you know, young and in dentistry and things like that, and just keep on treading along, you know, it's so ever changing that. It, probably things that you drive you nuts now will be different in five years. And what was that Hotmail uh, email address they could reach <laughs> you one more time? Sherry Paget at Hotmail.com. So S H E R R Y P A D G E T T. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you listening. And Sherry, thanks again. We'll we see you guys you, next Sherry. time. Thank love you, so you guys. Much. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time.